Welcome to your podcast, Leadership is Tricky, where we'll tackle various topics, challenges, and experiences as it relates to your investment in leadership. So let's design success together. Now your hosts. Hey, so I want to welcome everyone to Leadership is Tricky. It's 2020, so we're starting off the decade with our very first guest, someone who I've worked with in the past and have a great mentor-mentee relationship with, Miss Shanita White. How are you this morning? I am well. How about you? I'm good. Hopefully, I got you before your coffee, so... <laughs> I've got the coffee on the side. So. All right, good. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, so we just want to talk about, you know, certain leadership challenges, uh, maybe some career path versus educational alignment, and just overall career goals or just life goals that you have for yourself as we go into the new decade. Um, so, yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of, you know, I know we've worked together in the past, but, uh, you know, kind of where are you at right now in your career and, um, you know, kind of how you got there. And let's we'll start. From, we'll go from there. OK, well, um, I have always worked in some capacity or have always served in a military capacity. Um, my father was actually military and my husband is military. So. Most of my career has always had to be something transitional, and IT was that for me. Um, I've served in a couple different capacities where I have taught a network engineering program. Um, I worked for a school district as a server administrator. I'm currently working as a watch officer for another command here. Um, I've worked as desktop support. So I have a, a variety of experiences and different opportunities have been presented to me based upon following the military in one way or another. Cool. Yeah, I know when I met you, uh, your husband was serving in Belgium, um, you know, over in our uh, our small community there. And uh, you worked for a signal organization um, as a customer IT service specialist. Um, and that's where we met. Um, so since then, you've you've now you've relocated and um, now you're working uh, still in that kind of IT realm capacity for um, an organization. So, um but but one of the things you know we 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 have a pseudo mentor mentee relationship. Um, I know it's not has not been formalized, um, but you know we have a lot of discussions about you know certain leadership challenges and experiences that you you have, um, and I give you know some advice. I don't know if it's wrong or right sometimes, but um, it's, <laughs> hopefully it's close. It's helpful. It's yes. helpful. So so you know talk to me a little bit about why you um, why you thought to seek out mentors and why is that important to you. Um, well, I heard something a long time ago, and it was to work on not being the smartest person in the room, which for me, that stuck with me. And so I always look for and lean to someone who's had more experience, um, who's has the experience that I'm looking for, who's in the positions that I'm looking for. And I try to not necessarily mirror myself, but to watch my actions and kind of align myself with that professionally. Um, and for me, you were one of those people. And I know this has been an unofficial, and I kind of stole you as a mentor. But <laughs> you lent yourself to me, and you made the comment, you know, if you ever need me, I'm there. And I definitely took you up on that. Yes, you so did. So for me, a mentor, I, I did. <laughs> I did. A mentor-mentee relationship is very important to me because I, I do have some um, higher goals, and I do see the conversations that we have and the conversations that I have with another individual as, you know, very, very helpful for me. Cool. So, um, you know, one of the things that I always tell people, too, is like, you know, don't go into the mentor mentee relationship, um, you know, for something that I can do for you, uh, which is actually right. pretty cool because it's always been more of advice and actually, you know, fostering that relationship and, you know, sharing uh, those stories, you know, whether it's one way or the other. But, um, yeah. So, 
Uh, I, one, I appreciate that. Um, but, you know, the second thing I want to talk about is, you know, one with your career path. Um, you know, so where is it? Where is it that you want to go? Um, and what have you done, you know, from an educational standpoint to support that? Well, uh, my big goal, I would like to be an SES. Um, and what I've done as far as educational wise, I have a bachelor of science in computer science and it's um, concentrated network security. And then my master's is in technology management. So I'm also looking at possibly starting a PhD program in, le- in organizational leadership. Cool. So I'm trying to align my educational goals with my professional goals. Although it's not required to have a PhD, I do think it would help if I had a larger picture. Yeah, for folks out there that you know really don't know much about the, um, you know, the government. So senior executive service, you know, is our senior executives in the government that are like general officer equivalents, or you know, on the outside world might be your COO, your CFO, or even a, you know, a CTO or CIO or even a CEO, mm-hmm. um, you know, head of an organization. So, so, so you're 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 right today. So you're that's what you're shooting for. Your aspirations are to become one of those senior executives. So why is that? Yes. What's your motivation um, for that? My motivation is the question. <laughs> so my motivation, um, I, I really want to be the one that can really affect change, not just follow the leader, you know, make things better as I go along, but to really kind of develop a larger picture. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I see that role is the higher you go, it's not necessarily just the politic piece or, you know, just watching the red tape. I do want to be the one that can actually establish establish the vision, establish the journey that we're going to go on. So, so as you've, um, you know, progressed in your career, have you encountered certain individuals that, um, kind of embody that, you know, that change agent within an organization that you are, you know, kind of sparked your interest to be a senior executive? I have, um, I haven't, and I was quite young and didn't realize that that's what that particular position was. But once I, you know, grew a little bit professionally as well as just gotten a little bit older, I have realized that that's exactly what that position was. And um, another one, I think, was a, was a deputy. Okay. Was one of the civilian deputies. So kind of watching how the civilian deputies together develop their plans, go from there, and how you're working to, to really foster and mentor what's going on and, you know, to assist and to guide everybody with, and to be their, their champion. When you have problems here, you know, you have that senior executive that can champion for what your vision and what your goal is. Yeah, because that's important. You know, I, I talked about it with uh, Steve um, Olick in our last uh, podcast where um, one of his issues that he was having was, you know, making that transition from having that tactical mindset of getting, function, you know, just day-to-day functions and tasks completed to then now having that strategic agility where you're looking across the organization um, to ensure that, you know, everything that you're doing, the pieces align and and then you can be that champion for people within the organization that want to foster that type of positive change um, to get after certain problem sets. Um, yeah. So right. it sounds like that's kind of what you want to do. And that's uh, that's that's uh, admirable. So. Um, so in your current role, um, you know, you and I, we talk about um, a lot of leadership challenges um, or certain situations that um, you're put in where you kind of need some some guidance. And I know I shared one without talking to you. So when I apologize, but that was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but now are, are there are there any like unique challenges that you're kind of working through now that we can kind of work through with um, the greater community here? 
So right now, um, I'm on the tail end of a project. Okay. However, I've had it for approximately 60 days or so, somewhere in there. And um, everything is actually going really well. I'm hitting all of the previous milestones that should have been attacked or, you know, in a in a previous timeline. But so far, everything is going fairly well. You know, things in the world are having all, you know, effects on that, however. So there is a potential that, you know, I may have to kill my project at some point or, or delay it. Okay. But um, from the conversations that we've had, um, I did go and, you know, express my, I would like to be brought in on the beginnings of them. And that was, you know, received well, as I told you before. And um, I look forward to doing So if I, could, if I can jump in real quick, so just to let everybody know, um, kind of our conversation up front, since if, so we can explore that a little bit and just pull the string on it. Um, so, mm-hmm. so start at the beginning. So you were given projects that were either off track or off their timeline, um, and they were so, and, yeah. Right. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Right. Yeah, and then you were uh, told, "Hey, why don't you come in and clean this up?" Kind of like the uh, you know cleanup hitter and get it across the finish line, um, and that was happening repeatedly and. Um, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. It kind of, you know, looked like you weren't trusted to then take on a project from the beginning or you weren't being valued as the person that could, you know, run a project from end to end. But you were trusted enough to then now clean it up and take it to the finish line. So um, then you went into, um, you know, your management or you know, your leaders or supervisor and had a conversation. So what was that conversation and how did it end for you? So the conversation went fairly well, um, and it it went based off of a conversation that you know me and you had that I needed to share what my my larger goals were, and I honestly don't believe that they really thought that I had the type of goals that I had in that particular role, and that maybe I was just you know playing my role, doing it well, and could execute. But once I kind of explained what my larger goals were, then everything kind of changed. Honestly, and I was a little surprised by that. Um, things changed. Uh, they actually kind of gave me, a, you know, wrote me a blank check and said, hey, you know, if there's something that we can do for you, there's a program that we can get you and if there's something, a task or coming out or something like that that, you know, you'd like to be on, let us know. So I do think they kind of changed things and maybe it was due to how people are typically seen in the organization where they kind of come in, do their job, go home. Whereas with me, I kind of want more. I want more of a challenge. Yeah, so it's so interesting. Um, that's interesting because I, you know, I tell folks a lot of times, you know, and I think you and I had this conversation as well uh, when we first kind of met was um, sitting down with your boss um, or your supervisor, your manager, the leader of the organization, however you want to couch that person. But that position, the person that can eventually help you and lay out expectations that you have of them. Right. And then they can understand, um, you know, they can lay out their expectations to you. But in those expectations that you set are, hey, these are my goals and these are the things that I want to achieve as a professional or a person or or whatever the case may be. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm glad that 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 worked out for you. Um, Hey, so I've been following you on on Facebook as well. Right. So you've been on this self. um, How do you want to I don't want to say it's self-care. Kind of I have just, the last couple of years, yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah, so you, you know, really transforming uh, yourself in the weight room and you know, just overall health, um, and uh, yeah, so it's been kind of uh, inspiring, right? I haven't got out and ran any miles yet, but um, I, <laughs> I might. 
Um, so, okay, so, you're so, on the way. So, so what sparked that for you, and why do you think that's important in your your overall uh, goals and path? So, a few years ago, and this started in Belgium. Um, I kind of just looked back and said, you know, my husband is wrapping up his career, and I feel like I keep restarting mine. That's how I felt. I felt every time, yes, I'd get a good position, but I kept restarting my career. So I just decided to start focusing on myself and to what I can do so that I can continue something for me. So part of that was physically, part of that was getting in the gym, part of that was changing how I eat. Um, I don't eat meat any longer. I just eat fish. Uh, I mean, it was just a complete, total change with myself. And I started just focusing on myself so that I could not just be happier, but be healthier, um, be more focused. I started aligning my goals with my actions. And I, I do feel like when you look at everything from a complete picture and you're not looking for someone to do something for you, you're, you're making your decisions yourself. You're actively pursuing your goals and your dreams, whether they be hit fitness or professional. I, I think it just makes you a better person. And when you're a happier person, you know, you, you, you can, I don't know, you, you write your own check. That's kind of how I've been feeling the past couple of years. That's awesome. And, you know, one congratulations on, you know, getting to that point and uh, sticking with it because, you know, you're starting to see the results. And, you know, how, how has that helped you, though, in, in, in the totality of everything, you know, not just with your family or yourself, but, you know, also in the professional realm? Um, confidence. So I've always been a confident person and never scared to talk in any room that I was in. But now that I feel like I am truly controlling what is happening around me, it has really had an effect on how I am in any room that I'm in. It doesn't matter who I'm talking to, whether I'm talking to the three star, whether I'm talking to my deputy, whichever room I'm in, I feel more confident about myself. That's awesome. And I know that's translated over to your children too. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, you know, I, I know you have your, your, your two children and um, one of them's really active in soccer and he's killing it. And, um, and the other one's a gymnast. Um, you know, so so has your, um, you know, motivations and your aspirations translated over to them? I would like to think it has. Um, my daughter will have a conversation with her friend. She'll say, my mom has her master's degree or she's doing this. And the way that she interacts with people, the way that she is proud, you know, and just proud of her parents as a whole. Uh, confident-wise, when she's out there doing her gymnastics, I mean, she's 12 years old, and she just, her last meet, she got two first places and second place all the way around out of all the girls. Um, my son, he's doing excellent. He's actually just got chosen. He went to Real Madrid, Real Madrid camp last year. Oh, awesome. And was chosen out of one of the kids to go and compete in Spain. So he'll be representing Team USA at eight years old. And that's just crazy. You know, he just, they have the confidence. They'll go out there and do anything. They don't care who it's in front of. I love that. Yeah, me too. And I, I like the fact that you're fostering that too, right? Because um, I think because you're so goal driven, um, and I'm, I'm and I'm getting to my point here in a second, but because you're so goal driven and translated over to your kids, right? As a family now, as a unit, um, you guys can set goals for each other and yourselves, right? And hold each other accountable. Absolutely. Because uh, I think that's one of the things that's missing uh, nowadays is having that accountability partner. Or right. folks that will hold you accountable to those things that you want to achieve. And um, and this kind of what I said up front uh, when we first got on the phone was is those vision boards. Right. Because I thought that was awesome. You know, going into 2020, new decade, you guys built what's called vision boards. So why don't you explain what that what that is? 
So this was my first time ever doing one. I had seen people laying out their vision, making it something that they could actually look at and check off the boxes. So for me, my vision board consisted of fitness, being someone's champion or being a fam, being my own champion, self-care, um, being more organized, focusing on scholarships for my next degree so I do not have to pay out of pocket for it. Yeah. Um, and then it had my SES and then it had a CEO also on there. So it just kind of just put a few bullets on there, something that I hung it up in my closet. So when I go to get clothes every day for work, I see my board right in front of me, just a visual reminder of keep focusing towards that goal. Keep making sure every small step leads to a bigger thing. Cool. And then your your children have one as well, right? My daughter did one this year as well. Yes, this is her first time doing it as well. Uh, hers had boys. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's gymnastics. But, you know, she still put something on there. You know, it had uh, your number one and, you know, it had the gymnast on there and it had take care of yourself and fitness and, you know, and things like that. So even she's kind of trying to see, you know, if you can see it, you can do this. Yeah, absolutely. Because I remember, um, you know, when I first started my career, um, I sat down and I built out a kind of roadmap for myself. Because um, back then, um, when you did the internship, um, there was a map for your career field. Um, and to get to each certain, you know, grade or promotion potential, you had to check off these boxes, you know, whether it was education, certifications, and just other things, right? And for me, um, it was interesting because, you know, to be where I'm at today, I, that was it'd be 15 years from now before I was supposed to hit it. Um, so I look, now I look at it, you know, now that I've hit a lot of those milestones, I look at it, you know, yearly now to say, okay, what do I want to achieve in the next 12 months? You know, because right. I don't go beyond 12 months because I mean, you know, two, three years is so far away. And I think that if I give myself a, a more uh, rigid time, time schedule, um, that, you know, it's going to push me a little bit harder to get to those things. Um, but now I think that's cool that, you know, you, you, you built that out and now you have a roadmap on where you want to go. Um, so going back to, um, you wanting to be an SES, right? A senior executive. Um, what are some of those competencies that you think you need, um, or anyone might need to, to get there? What, and what are some of those competencies that you think right now are, um, that you have and some of those things that, uh, you know, we can, we can work on here in the future, you know, between you and I, or, um, if I can connect you with someone or someone that's listening to this can help you get to that competency that you might need. Um, I, at this point, I do think I have lots of competencies as far as when it comes to actioning something, um, whether it's organizational, whether it's leadership skills, whether it's just good interpersonal skills with people, um, but what I, what I am lacking right now, what I'm, what I'm looking to gain is more supervisory skills, more supervisory experience. Okay. So currently in this role, I am having some supervisor experience and it's been great because I'm getting to, like you say, have those hard conversations and, you know, I'm getting comfortable doing that. So that's a huge thing for me. Um, I just recently found a emerging leaders program here and went to my deputy and he signed off and said yes so that program is supposed to put me with all the different directorates giving me experiences from people who are pushing money people who are pushing you know the hr there's all the different directorates that we have so i can get a you know a, a larger broad point of what's going on in the organization as a whole versus just my six okay so you know one of the things i would tell folks and i'll share it with you as well is um and 
I forgot exactly where I read it. It might have been uh, might have been just on LinkedIn where someone said that if someone gives you an opportunity, just take it and then figure it out. Right. Because it's always one of those chicken or the egg things where people say you have to have this experience um, before we right. give you the job. But if you don't get the experience, you can never get the job. If you don't get the job, you never get the experience, that type of thing. Where um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I do it to, that, to this day. Sometimes, you know, I'll go out of my lane to go out and um, find experiences where I can start to gain some of that, whether it's, you know, like you were saying, you know, dealing with the money and, you know, that um, the financial piece of things or if it's a project or a process or, you know, the human resources side of things. But um, but with all that, you know, I would say is, you know, go out there and for anyone that's listening, go out there and just. Put yourself in a position where you can gain some experience, whether that's shadowing someone or doing a self-assessment to see where your developmental areas are or your weakness. Um, and then, you know, find those people that that have that competency or that strength that you can learn from. Because um, I think, you know, we have to put ourselves as you know, as leaders anyway. If you want to be a leader or you are in a position of leadership, you have to put yourself or those people within your care and the unavoidable path of learning. Um, so, um, I think that's important and that's good that you have, uh, you have seen that as a developmental error for yourself. Um, and you're, you're seeking that out, you know, whether it's a lead on a project or, um, you know, some supervisory task or function to, to help out or something like that. Oh, but that's, that's great. So, you know, where do you see yourself in the next, uh, you know, 12 months, you know, that you have your vision board, what are you going to check off that vision board? Hmm. <laughs> in the next 12 months. Um, well, I am looking to get a scholarship. So right now I've been searching everywhere, high and low, and every everywhere that I could find something or somebody that would pay for a piece. <laughs> That's what I've been looking for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also doing the, uh, I believe it's called the MDC, the Management Development Course through the, is it, it's not ATARS, it's um, Chartist. So, Doing that one, I just completed the senior development course. But right now, professionally, I'm just I'm working towards the small goals, the checking off those smaller boxes. I'll also be doing the uh, phase two of the intermediate course. Okay. Um, I've been working on getting a waiver for the advanced course, so they are willing to assist me if possible. I know we have a small backlog on that. You know, a lot of a lot of AOs do. They don't have enough spots for it, so I'm working on trying to do that as well. So those are my goals as far as educationally, if it's civilian education and um, professionally, it's just to continue to be out there for people to know that they can come and talk to me, you know, building just a, a larger relationship and a larger footprint in my area. Yeah, that's important, right? To build that network. Um, and, and I would tell you, you know, I know you're focused on a lot of the government programs through the uh, senior education uh, system or civilian education system through the Army Management Staff College. But um, there's also, you know, other opportunities out there that, you know, I would, I'll share with you, um, you know, offline. But um, also, you know, what I like to do is put you in contact with some of the people that I know on the civilian side, you know, that are in industry that are, you know, either running a corporation or a business, um, you know, really more in the female space as well to um, to kind of help you get to that CEO goal that I heard earlier because um, I didn't slip my mind. But then also on the SES side, <laughs> see if we can help build that network uh, for you. But, you know, and, and I'll tell, you know, anyone listening right now, you know, um, this is more of a follow on to our conversation that we had about coaching and mentorship. 
Um, I know Shanita, the reason I really wanted to bring you on was um, you are someone that is really, you know, taking um, the ment mentee portion of mentorship um, to heart. And you have given me something to mentor you on. And that's one of the things that some of my other mentees don't do as well, um, because the mentor, we're here to, you know, um, anything that might be an inhibitor. Uh, we break down that roadblock and try to get you access to any network that we might have to help you further achieve those goals that you have. And I think it's important that, you know, one, we had this conversation today about goals. Um, and secondly, I mean, you're helping me out because my co-host uh, wasn't available, but um, I think we've had a great conversation today on some of the things that I know that you want to get done and why you want to get, uh, get after that stuff. So do you have any questions for me that I could answer for you? Um, not right now. I mean, you, you've been great. I, I appreciate you leaning, you know, lending yourself to me. So I, you know, and all of your expertise and your circle and your network. And I mean, at, at this time I don't have any asks or questions of you. No, that's cool. I mean, um, yeah, I think we're, we're coming up on our time anyway, but, um, yeah. So for folks out there, um, Ms. Shanita White, uh, I want to say thank you. And I want to say thank you to our audience for uh, tuning in today. Um, and, uh, you know, happy new year to you and your family, Shanita, and to everyone out there that's listening. And then, um, you know, we're still on all the major platforms, uh, Apple podcasts, Spotify, um, Stitcher, um, SoundCloud and, and, and you can find us all over the place. And we've actually reached almost a thousand, uh, clicks to our website, which is amazing. Um, and we, uh, recently hit, uh, 300 or 400 or so, um, downloads. Um, and that's just in a month. So that's pretty amazing. And we're still the fastest growing podcast on, uh, captivate.fm. So, um, that's amazing. So Shanita, I want to say thank you. Um, enjoy your coffee. Enjoy the rest of your day. Um, <laughs> thank and, you for having me. No, absolutely. Thank you for coming on. And I'd love to bring you on in the future as we have other conversations, uh, it probably won't be as long as, you know, we talk today, but, you know, if we come on for, you know, maybe a three minute segment or something like that, it'd be great. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm just going to, uh, we'll stop here and then, uh, uh, we'll get this posted out there for everyone to take a listen to. And, uh, yeah. So thanks again and, uh, have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye. All right. Cool. Bye.